0: Welcome to Hellbent for Metal, the podcast that ruins your favourite bands by
1: pointing out how their best song sounds like something to do with dicks. It does ruin it. I don't like dicks. This is the third episode in a row that I've been heterosexual now.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, but it's been the third episode in, the, in a row where none of us believe it, that's the thing.
1: No, actually, so I was in uh, I was in London the other day and I was in my Uber back to King's Cross at the end of the day and my Uber driver said to me, we were just having a conversation, and he said to me, is that your real voice? And I was like, yes. He's like, how did this happen then? I don't know what that means. But then you got all like, jealous and he said, bet the girls love that. <laughs> so I'm emanating heterosexual and energy now. It's uh, it's great.
0: You say that, or it could just be that straight people have terrible gay gaydar. One or the other. I mean, that's because they do. Straight people have... Ter- oh, the uh, number yeah. of people who, who've gone, I didn't know you were gay. I was like, <laughs> really? Because lots of gays did. Um, Particularly when I start going really in that really high squeaky girly voice, <laughs> thinking, "Yes, yeah. you know, so I, I kind of give myself away there." But you know, <laughs> apparently, some people don't notice. It's the it's the beard. It's the moment you've got a long beard and you wear heavy metal t-shirts. People think, "Oh, you can't be gay. You're not shiny." Um, mm. To which I say, "You have been looking at the wrong videos on the internet." Um, we apparently both have building work going on outside of our houses, by the way, today. So if you hear large bangs suddenly while one of us is speaking or drilling, no, we haven't like thrown shit on the floor and or left a sex toy running in the background. Um, we, it's not much we can do about it. We're just going to have to keep going and laugh if it happens at a particularly appropriate time. Like if I'm one of us is trying to describe the Black Metal album and what the guitar tone sounds like, which is like, you hear that? Yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> Anyway, this is Hellbent for Metal, the LGBTQ plus heavy metal podcast in partnership with Notfest. I'm Tom Dare. Hello. And over there is the man who dresses like a respectable, stylish urban professional, lives in an area suitable to a respective, stylish, urban professional, and then ruins okay. the image by talking about black metal and bum fucking on a podcast. podcast. <laughs> Matt Rushton, it's uh, lovely to be destroying illusions with you again.
1: Yes, that's, that's great. That's great. That was a good one. Thanks. <laughs>
0: I just said talking. Just, it, did I say anything that's inaccurate or that you know, your mum doesn't
1: already know about? <laughs> N- no, up? no comment. <laughs> no, I d- d- did find a band this week that called Anal Destructor. So that was quite fun,
0: and uh, reminded reminded you of a video you saw on the internet. Mm. Um, in fact, I think I've probably heard of them. There was a guy I used to know when I went to death metal shows a lot who um, was the guy who went viral because he was picking a band up at the airport and he had their uh, name on a printed piece of paper that he was holding up so that they would spot him. And the band were called Anal Penetration, (laughs) which of course went viral really quickly. Was Mike from, was it Cancerous Womb? I think was the band. It was something really distasteful that they were called because all those gore grind or that kind of gore and slam and gore grind, they all have names that will get a lot of people angry and it's all to kind of, it's, it's on purpose. It's basically just doing what Alice Cooper did just with an awful lot more provocative language. Anyway. We are going to begin this week, as we have done the last few times, with a camp classic. And for anyone joining us for the first time, this is where we take a work of metal that spoke to us as Quiz and explain why it did. Uh, This time, we're finally, 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 finally going to talk about the band who are, in my anything but humble opinion, the best fucking band in the whole fucking world, Inter-Armor. Inter-fucking-Armor. Specifically, we're talking about Stillness, the sprawling Monumental and just frankly wonderful song from their phenomenal 2019 album, Soul for English. Uh, first thing, as always, Matt, I'm aware I've shot my load really early on this one. What do you think of Inter, inter- oh, sorry, excuse me, Into fucking Armour? What do you think of Inter fucking Armour?
1: I like them. They're one of those bands, though, that like I've not gone it because, like, it's a little bit overwhelming, some of it, isn't it? Like... Yeah,
0: that's, that is the entire. Yeah, race on dead. If it's not overwhelming, it's you've got your speakers turned on wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love this album, but there's like there is a couple of albums that I don't know from them, but everything that I have heard, you know, this album included, I fucking love. So, and this track is just great in it.
0: Yeah, oh God, it's so good that this was kind of Sulfur English. Their last album, I I think, is their best, but it's also the one which is the hardest work. So it's some. It was a bit of a slow burner, and at first, I was like, "This is really like." It, 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 I go into them expecting a lot, and even by their standards, this is a lot. And I wasn't sure I was getting it. And it was when this song clicked that I went, "Ah," oh, because it's got the the album's got this really dissonant, meandering, really heavy. I and mean, all their stuff is really fucking heavy but it was this kind of meandering start. And it was only when this song kind of knits it all together, when it's much more kind of calm and melodic and there's much more space for everything. And that I really got how good that everything I was hearing was. And that yeah. I just kind of started to be blown away by how good the album is. Um, I say the best band in the world, obviously it, unrequited is a project. It's a one man project. So, that I kind of have those two tied in my affections, but one's a band and one's something different. So I'm I'm cheating and having two favourites and Immortal look. Like, if Immortal like do another album as good as Northern Chaos Gods, I might start accepting that Demon As is able to keep Immortal going without Abath. but because Abath is so much part of them in my head, I kind of I'm on the fence about whether I I can go back to them being my favourite band in the world. It's a complicated thing being this anal. Um, it's is another someone, it's another title of a sex tape. Some that someone's done none, neither of us. Um, I I kind of discovered them because I think it was Kim Kelly, who's used to be a metal journalist, now a very proper journalist, uh, and has written kind of books about very serious subjects, was absolutely raving about them and saying kind of amazing things. And I kind of listened to their second album, Sky Burial, which really is, is kind of their first album because their first album is a very unusual thing. It doesn't really kind of fit. It's like an idea, but they haven't got there yet. It's, it's not shit. It's just that it's kind of a band still trying to work out what they're doing. And then Sky Burial is this kind of, Oh no, we've got it now. We've worked out it exactly. And we're brilliant. Um, and I thought it was really good, but it was kind of 14th on my, I the year list that year, I think. Um, but then I went to see them at roadburn as, as it often happens at roadburn. They, uh, Kind of gave me a bit of a religious experience, and I just, me and a lot of people came out of the room and just kind of went outside into the blinking into the daylight, going, What the fuck just happened? That was it, was genuinely is the only the second time I've ever kind of really had that where I'm just like, Wow, the world is a different place. And the only other band who did that for me was Altar of Plagues, and I think you all know what I think about them. Um,
1: I've heard you like them,
0: yeah it was it was the it was the drummer tj was playing in his like pink gym shorts and nothing else and he's got a huge red beard and frizzy red hair and was just he's incredible the drummer he's just absolutely if he breaks that's it's it they're over they're not going to find anyone who can do that as well um, and it just watching him just kind of mesmerized uh, as they played i think it was splud is the name of the song uh, uh, just completely kind of getting it and then, you know, each album, I think, is probably better than the last. So Sky Bear was great, but Paradise Gallows is definitely better, and Paradise Gallows is great, but I think self English might be better. It's I, I tend to only think that after the, the next album comes out, though. So when the next album comes out, I'll be like, no, self English is definitely better. It's not even close. And at the moment, I, I kind of think they're so fucking good that picking the best is kind of pointless. They did a cover album as well, didn't they? They did, which was interesting
1: yeah <laughs> i liked it but
0: i i, I kind of want a uh, an album album I th- I, that's the kind of thing that you do after an album like Software english where you just go we need to go away and think about this for a bit because that was a lot which is fine um but i it is a covers album so there, there's always a certain amount of you're limited by how well what you want to play fits into your style whereas mm. if you're writing your own stuff you can make it fit your style because you can just change it if you don't like it um They are, for anyone who hasn't heard them, they are fucking incredibly heavy, like that bit of where post-metal meets sludge, but they also incorporate a load of other shit. So they will definitely incorporate bits of kind of black and death metal here and there. And they will also do things like throw in these kind of really, I mean, kind of 70s guitar hero type stuff, but like Mm -hmm. um, real kind of deep Americana rather than kind of Van Halen shred. So like Paradise Gallows is littered with that. This has got this kind of very acoustic-y stillness. I mean, the song has got really acoustic-y, guitar-y, space-y, kind of calm, patient, singer songwritery stuff, which is absolutely, to come in in the context of this incredibly dissonant chaos that they've played for the first two songs in the album, and then to come into this yawning chasm of, of you know, just effects and and samples and clean vocals, and singer-songwriter in guitars. It's just this kind of... <sighs> a moment of calm. Anyway, brilliant. Uh, Kim Kelly once said, by the way, and I love this, that uh, at some point if in the future, Interama will be spoken about with the same hushed reverence that Neurosis are now. And if there's any justice, she will be proved completely right. Because, fuck me, they're just, there's no one like him at all. All that said... This, <laughs> while we mop away the froth that I've just kind of drooled over the floor of HCGBs. Um, apart from stillness being amazing, did it speak to your queer side at all?
1: No, you're fucking stumping me at the minute. It's three weeks in a row now. Ever since we've been back. I, I, I don't know. This is about a fucking river. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, or is it? We'll get to that. Um, There's two things. One is both very, very different, and one's musical and one's lyrical. The musical side of things, which is very, very personal, is, as I've said, it appears at the point on the album where where everything is kind of really fucked up and twisted and tortured, and you can probably see where I'm going with this analogy. Um, And then suddenly it dissipates into this kind of yawning chasm of calm and then cranks it back up to this kind of absolutely colossal catharsis. And it's this moment of ecstatic reverie almost. Uh, when the the soft vocals become this kind of exultant, proud, yelling-its-truth-to-the-night-sky vocals, which to me is like the, like the moment you finally realise what's been going on in your head, that you are, in fact, a friend of Dorothy. Um, and it's the moment that everything kind of coalesces, becomes clear and explains it, and where pain can start to be joy. Does any of that make any sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we've all well you know most of us have been there it's uh yeah i mean it's it's not necessarily like the coming out journey it's it's like just the start of that it's the sort of yeah being able to work it out like all the sort of feelings that you've been having you know we uh we talked about it actually in a previous camp classic about like sort of wanting to go back to before you sort of before it clicked oh shit there's there's something going on here like i don't feel the same as you know other guy other guys my age are, you know, I don't know. <laughs> who are who aren't punching the microphone yeah <laughs> um, you know like i it's it's weird not it because like, I remember when I was like in primary school and you know I guess like the first couple of years when you're four five six whatever um every you know everyone has like girlfriends, you know they're not like obviously it's not like a proper thing, um it's just imitating grown ups isn't it, yeah, exactly, exactly that. Same but as playing
0: the, dress up, really. Like, yeah. Pretending to be a fireman.
1: But then there's an age that you get to where you see those other kids, it does become a bit more serious, and then you're just sort of there, like, oh, well, I'm not feeling anything. Like that. I'm still doing this. And like you said, it's like you still feel like you're just imitating the adults, but then you're not getting the actual feelings that are supposed, you know, you see are supposed to come with it. So you're like, Ah oh, shit! What's happening here then?
0: Yeah, and because
1: of course the, the, you know
0: we don't really teach kids about these things very well—at least not in this country mm. at the moment. Some countries do a lot better. I'm I'm reliably told, but a lot of us just go, "What the hell is wrong with me? Is there something wrong with me?" Mm. And it you know it it's often not until we hear kind of, kind of someone say, "In code, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine." Probably not speaking to you directly, but just speaking to queer kids, saying it's fine, be who you are. There's nothing wrong with you. Be proud. You wouldn't know, because we. It's it's really fucking shitty, shittily explained for a lot of people. I mean, I suspect there are a lot of younger people who haven't had the same problem.
1: No, I think I think you know from what I've heard, it is it is getting better now. But like, not just for the whole, you know, like what kids are taught at school in terms of like how. You know, like the sexuality thing, but you also you also hear stuff. And you know, I'm not going to speak too much about that because I'm not a woman. But like, you see, sort of girls like get their periods, and they they have those same sort of confusing things because they've just never been never been taught about it, and they think, "Well, what the fuck's wrong with me?" And it's a you know that's a physical thing. Obviously, ours is more a sort of you know psychological thing or whatever. But it's yeah, I just think that we can do a lot better, do a lot better jobs at sort of being uh, teaching kids what they sort of need to know.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you aren't broken. Don't worry. Is is yeah, yeah. also not a particularly like that's not a bad thing to say to a kid. It's, it's just yeah. you're fine, but you, you can relax. It's all it's all fine. Is yeah. like it, that's what parents try and tell their kids all the time anyway. It's just a, a load of us didn't get that message because we didn't know that because they didn't people didn't know to tell us anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's one thing that I get from it. Lyrically, right, is as you said, it's a two-verse song that are kind of two sides of the same coin about a river. Except to me, they always sound like the the before and after sides of having an, a night of adult cuddle time with a charming young man. <laughs> do you, do you, are you starting Just to see r- where r- I'm r- going r- r- now? Yeah, you're um, reading it through, through and you're going, Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: reading it through. I'm just, I'm just, go on, I'm intrigued to hear or... more.
0: Well, uh, the first, the song starts with, At dusk, we'll coax the old brook to sing. Now, I'm sorry, coaxing the old brooks to sing immediately <laughs> sounds like a euphemism, right? It does a little bit. It's, yeah. it's so, it sounds basically like, We'll get some lead in your pencil. Um, And a hymn to quell the will of the night, which sounds an awful lot like a booty call, for lack of a nice, nicer term. It um does. Um, and then restless will sway to its primeval song, enchanted by the fires burning within. That just sounds like fucking right. Sway to its primeval song.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I, it really is, isn't it? <laughs> like, I did not spot this at all. But yeah, you're completely right. I can. Yeah, I can definitely see that.
0: I, this was something that I noticed comparatively recently, which is why we haven't spoken about my favourite ba- band that's kind of going for two years. It was because I noticed this quite recently. I went, that sounds kind of filthy. Yep, that also sounds like, oh, yeah, yeah, this song sounds like fucking. Um, and then you've got the second song. At dawn we'll quell, we'll sing the old brook. <laughs> At dawn we'll put our teeth in. At dawn we'll sing the old brook to sleep, a hymn to quiet the roar of the day which sounds like it's the morning after you're remembering the night before the lead starts to return to your pencil and then you remember you've got work in two hours and he <laughs> needs to leave uh, but you'll be thinking about this all day and you don't know what i'm talking about here at all you've got no idea this is a completely alien concept for you right
1: no back on the uh back on the homo train for a minute yeah definitely yeah i, definitely... <laughs> yeah, I... I think I didn't know what a brook was, so I, I googled that, found that it was a river, and then was just like, "Yeah, that's that's what the song's about." And it, you know, obviously it does work like that. But you, you know, live in aren't. Yorkshire and you don't know what brook means. There's too N- many yeah. fucking words in this country for a body of water. It's insane.
0: yeah. Well, it's. This is the kind of thing, just to veer off topic, very briefly, it's the kind of thing that in other countries is quite normal, but because English is so homogenised that we've lost a lot of our dialects and that there are still there's still kind of ones that knock around. I mean, Geordie, if you know the Newcastle accent. If you know the Newcastle phone voice, that is not how a lot of Geordies speak if you get them just talking to each other uh, because they will start using a lot of kind of dialectic words that we don't really listen to. We, we don't we don't because i've had to learn some of them because i live in the northeast now um like you don't hear the word canny to mean good in leeds which is like an hour down the road but yeah. up here it's all the time it's, it's canny it just means good and you hear the word bonnie to mean nice looking a lot more which is tends to be more of a kind of a scottish and north of england yeah, exactly. thing scottish, yeah. yeah well it's bit, you hear it around here as well and the the words for rivers is because we got a lot of rivers in this country and pe- people didn't use to travel. So you'd call it, what's that? Oh, it's the, it's the brook. Mm. It's the, it's the burn. It's the, uh, what's what did we call them down in the Southeast? There's another one in this unique to the Southeast. I can't remember. And and things like mears instead of water, mm-hmm. instead of lakes and things like that. Um, it's, that's just why, so, so but anyway, sorry, you you said that you didn't know what a brook was,
1: yeah, so then I found out, and I just sort of carried on like the song is very you know that that works for that, but so i, I don't think I sort of would have spotted this, um, but <laughs> yeah, it definitely is on I mean, especially the first verse, like every line, and that sort of does oh no the
0: the last bit is the is the one where I most where I got it first which is where it says in stillness will lay on its primeval banks, weary from the fires burning within, which could either be that we'll have a bit of a cuddle in like post-orgasmic glow, tired because you were up later than you should have been shagging, or it could just be talking about kind of that. Is there a good way to say this? That kind of... No, there's no good way to say this. <laughs> the You know that kind of ache that you you can have inside that's kind of good after you've been given a good seeing to? Mm. That. I've heard about that yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. So have I. Um, it's, 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 neither of us have obviously done anything like that because we're good boys, obviously. Um, do I need to spell that out for the f- folks in the room who either don't have a prostate or aren't fond of having their innards rearranged? Because <laughs> you and I know what this is about, but I, we might be a bit
1: euphemistic, right? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot we had like heterosexuals <laughs> here.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Some some men who enjoy having sex with men and enjoy being the bottom get a very kind of nice sensation afterwards, which is kind of this kind of slightly empty but very satisfied feeling, or so I'm told. Um, and this just kind of made me think of that. Maybe I'm just filthy, but if it's weary from the fires burning within, I went, oh, really? Yeah. So those internal fires making you weary are they mm. yeah i, I yeah. remember that
1: um, i remember that i can't do like because the first verse as well is like very much sort of you could read that as like a one night stand sort of thing rather than anything like romantic and just can't be fucking doing it with those anymore boring what, what, Cause what cause romance it is, like, so or you, one night like, stands no one night stands, <laughs> then you get up in the morning and you're like oh come on and then they just you know when they that you get those ones that try and stay and, like you try you know want you to make him a coffee or something He's like no get the fuck out you know what i mean <laughs> I'm done with you now that's such a dickhead
0: oh this is, so this is why i I was i've never been into that like just it never appealed to me not on a moral basis i just went don't fancy that hmm. like i want to at least have been for dinner with you first or at least no i want you to know my name beforehand <laughs> right and, and not, like, know my name because you stalked me on Facebook, but because we either knew each other or, like, we went on a date first, something like that. I, I, I don't think that's a particularly high bar. I don't think that makes me unduly picky. Be, be able to remember who I am by at least my name. <laughs> yeah, no no <laughs> <It's>, comment. <laughs> this is why I don't get on with grinder because that is just considered rude there. It's like, what? You want to... You want me to remember your name Mm. after? Why? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you didn't see it, but the moment I started talking about this, you're going, yeah, both of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: completely. And I think it's complemented by the fact that the uh, first song on this album as well is called Bum Gardener," which is incredible. definitely a sort of term that I want to adopt for our lot.
0: Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Or or people who specialize in backsack and cracks. <laughs> that's because that's I always think of that as Bum mm. It's a real German name because was it Bum um, bumgardner who played used to play for Leverkusen. I'm trying to remember what his first name is, but there was de- yeah. I've definitely seen German footballers yeah. called that, and I'm sure that because there've been a lot of German migrants to America, there must be loads of people in America with that surname as well.
1: I'm going to marry one of them purely for that.
0: I swear there was I'm going to Google this now because I've only just thought of it. I swear there was someone called Randy Bumgardner. <laughs> which is just like it, it's one of the you know apart from uh uh was a football manager whose whose name was mispronounced as uh randy antics it was, that wasn't how you actually say it, it was Rady antich but you know can't expect people who like football to be able to read because we can't um sorry randy Baumgardner but i'm calling him randy Baumgardner because that sounds funnier uh, he was a po- he was a politician actually so i'm told he uh, served in the Colorado House of Representatives from 2009 to 2013 and in the Colorado Senate from uh, 2013 to 2019. Uh, <laughs> apparently there was a bit of a scandal when he left allegedly, but, um, you know, if you called Randy Bumgardner from what I'm really just read in his Wikipedia page, the scandal is not the worst thing that you would expect from someone <laughs> with that name. Um, yeah Randy Baumgardner, sorry Baumgardner is is a great name anyway, I think that is uh stillness by Armor explained and uh I don't know about you, but after all that talk of receiving swollen goods, I've worked up a bit of bit of a thirst. Care to join me? That sounded way more sure. filthy than I intended mm. <laughs> it just means you want to come for a drink.
1: It wasn't the worst one you've done. A, a, a couple, yeah, it must have been nearly a couple of years ago now. I don't think it, I don't think you kept it in. I don't know if it was on the bleeper rail. Before you said something incredible. I'll leave that one to the listeners' imagination.
0: Yeah, well, you, I, you, I'm going to make a note to, at the end for you to <laughs> remind me what it is because I'm terrified of what that is. Let's go for a, for a beer and not talk about it. <laughs> We mince proudly into the unexpectedly hairy surroundings of the Hate Crew gay bar, where apparently there's an otter convention going on, which should... Oh, no, it's post-metal night. It's easy to get those things confused. Um, have you noticed that, that the post-metal uniform is basically, like, otter casual?
1: Which one's an otter?
0: <laughs> the, the thin, hairy ones.
1: Oh, okay. Huh. Cool.
0: So like not not like really big and muscly or or fat, but like slender. Like hipsters, right? Hipsters. If hipsters are gay, they're otters. Okay. Um, uh, okay, just, i don't know what you mean. <laughs> right? Yeah. Look, I have been to a, a post metal show, and I've gone... everyone here has the same. He's wearing the same plain black t shirt, the same like slightly skinny jeans, the same quite plain black shoes, and has the same big black beard. And it's like. <laughs> This is a very, very weird gay club or a very, very weird like cult that I'm, I've am i accidentally walked into the meeting of. Um, the Cult of Ra, there you go. Um, this, I know it's the Church of Ra, but yeah. It's the best reference I could do. No one knows what I'm talking about. That's a reference to Amen Ra. Just Google it.
1: I got it. Don't worry. I got you.
0: I know you did, but that's because you are <laughs> as, as big a metal nerd as I am, but not everyone's as, you know. Anally retentive as us. Um, this is our heavy metal gay bar. We come to every week where the jukebox has all the obvious stuff already, but we need to keep it updated with some fresh stuff. We don't know what each other has picked beforehand, so we might accidentally pick the same thing at some point. Uh, we haven't done that yet, which it's the t- we're running short of time, and it's going to happen eventually. But it, it hasn't might yet. the
1: door today, to be quite honest. <laughs>
0: uh, the uh well. I'd I'd be very surprised if you picked either of my picks. Let's just oh, really? say that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but before we get onto this week's editions, what did you make of the three albums by bands <laughs> with very very similar names that I picked last week? Um, yeah. And do you see how I wasn't just taking the piss?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. They were all really fucking good. Um, they are, you know, aren't they? All far the ones I did sort of listen to back to back. I did an Anthro and Arkham first, um, which I liked quite a lot. You know the fucking songs, aren't they? And then Helium Omicron, like that's mad. That shouldn't work. But like, as as you said, you thought it'd probably click with me straight away, as so it sort of did.
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised. It, I heard that and I went, "That's the one Matt's gonna
1: like." Yeah, it's just insane. And like, they don't seem like 20 minute songs. So they're they, so well done. But yeah, there was a second. Then yeah, all, all all tar. That was great. That's just like the sort of black metal one, isn't it? That was really cool. And then all 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 the fucking can't even do it. Yeah, I you know, you went 4 for 3. So, very good.
0: Nice. Um I I also really liked Bizarre Cult. I think huh? there's there is a lot going on, so I'm going to need to yeah. time with that one and like it's been 2 weeks since we've recorded and <laughs> that's not enough time to take in that album. Um but first impressions really really good. I really yeah. really like the female vocals. They yes. they were completely unexpected and work so well and I was dead impressed with that. And I just kind of, I need to, because there is a lot going on, I just need to get my head round the songs. But the atmosphere, the, the kind of the riffs, the intensity, loved it. Oh, look at us. Yeah, look at us, agreeing. Well, th- let's see <laughs> if the, I I would be shocked if you'd like both of my picks. There's one that you might, oh, God. but I think one it's you will listen to and just go, no, Tom, no. Uh, <laughs> or, or you'll come back and go, on, you fucking ever dawned me again, you prick. Um, oh, no. Anyway, what have you got for the jukebox this week?
1: Well, I've got what's well, going to be a fucking horrible night in no because I've put the new collaboration album between Full of Hell and Primitive Man called Suffocating Hallucination, which does what it says on the tin, really. <laughs> oh god, this
0: sounds awful already. I have, I have not heard this because it's not out yet, so you are going to have to be flying solo on this one.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, you know both bands, though. I'm presuming. It's,
0: I say it's like, not out. It's not out when we're recording. It will be out by the time it, yeah it comes. This shows out. But yeah, I know both bands very well, and I know that one yeah. of them I love, and the other one I think is a bit much for me. But that's a taste thing, not start okay. not a kind of execution thing.
1: But you can probably imagine when they come together, it's just going to be a fucking horrible time, is it? And it is, and I fucking love it. It's it's five tracks. Sort of five tracks, but only one like real song. <laughs> is there um, a
0: lot of noise? By any
1: chance? It's so much noise. <laughs> like the the first track is, you know, it just starts with these like atonal guitars and the, some of the dynamics they use just like to basically sort of jerk you out. You see, like it's it's fucking terrifying. You get a vocal coming and just like shouts at you, and then there's just feedback. And this, like you said, there's so much noise in the song, but there is so much feedback all over it. Full of Hell used feedback really fucking well. It's one yeah. thing that
0: it's it, and people don't appreciate sometimes how difficult it is to make that stuff musical no, exactly. because it could just be awful. And they're and really 99% good at it.
1: of the time it is shit, I think when bands try to do that. Admittedly, yeah, uh, so do I. But yeah, not with but them. I, no. But yeah, there's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of that, there's a lot of drony stuff. There's um I mean it is, you know, the title does sort of sum it up pretty well. It is sort of quite claustrophobic you sort of feel trapped there's just you get like shrieking there's some i think i think it's the track two which is the only like song you get like these alien voices coming at you it's very strange um this like i said it's five songs 40 minutes or something like that the last song is like 11 or 12 um which is incredible by the way uh but like the middle song is the middle song is more full of elements because the middle song is 26 seconds and then. Yeah, you've got, after that, you've got, like, a six and a half minute sort of ambient piece, and then the 12 minute closer, which is sort of ambient, and then really horrible, but sort of ends really beautifully. It's got that thing, it's like a bit... Yeah, I I'm
0: kind of surprised, because I I was was expecting you to just say it ends in, like, the grimmest thing of all time, which I would have believed immediately, but when these two... don't get me wrong... I have enormous respect for both bands. I'm not criticising them in any way, but the idea of them doing beauty just, just seems a bit
1: yeah, no, I know. counterintuitive. I was, I was well surprised because like that last song, it's. Do you watch many horror films? No. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you've seen some, so you will hopefully understand what I'm saying. You know when there's like when there's that sort of scene in a horror film where there's like people trying to get away from someone that's like hunting them down, sort of thing and sometimes the film will go just like a few minutes without any uh without any uh, dialogue and sort of it's just like really tense and it's got like five or six minutes here that would soundtrack that really well and then it sort of all explodes and, and then you have the splatter stabby bit yeah. yeah exactly exactly that and then that's sort of when it goes all really nice afterwards saying like well Gone to heaven now and everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all fine now because you're dead. <laughs>
0: yeah, <exactly. laughs> okay. Pretty much does something of that I believe. That, like it was I, you, beautiful. Really, really? Yeah, because they're dead. Okay, now that I get. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it I've seen he- full of hell, and it is like it is hard, even as someone who likes um to call them grind cause a bit reductive. They do do there is that. In their DNA, but it's kind of like calling i don't know it's kind of like calling leprous a tech band right just because just because there is that in their DNA does not mean that's what they're actually playing, and it's way more complicated than that because of of like because of that, I sometimes think that a project like this runs the risk of being a bit of a cut and shunt. Right, where you've got two things that separately are great, but you shove them together and it doesn't work. Yeah, but every time I think that, I'm totally wrong because there is actually this weird relationship, and it's all Napalm Death's fault. <laughs> it's always Napalm, yeah. Napalm Death are always responsible for things like this. Um, that there is in, Gr- in Grindcore's DNA, there is a load of doom. So for them to do this kind of for a band that is kind of taking stuff like that onto the next level, to do a band that's taking doom onto a completely different place and making it their own and really putting their own weird spin in it for those two things to go together although in my head i'm thinking really i actually once i start thinking about it and thinking what else i've listened to i go mm. yeah no i believe that the thing that's put me off this one a little bit is that the bands that i've heard do this kind of thing before are nowhere near as hard work as either of these bands and i'm wondering if this is going to kind of exponentially make it too much mm. and what is it that you kind of what is it that dominates your listening experience? Is it really suffocating and awful,
1: or is it just kind of tense? Because there is a difference between the two. There no, is both. It's both, but but like more the former. It's one of those albums that like, I think it, it's one. Of, it's one of those albums that um, I think people that don't like metal, or if you you know if you try to sort of give this to someone who's never listened to metal before. Um, They'd, they'd never come back to the genre because it's terrifying. It's one of those that you can sort of say, like, it's a horrible time. It is. And again, those people would be like, well, why do you listen to it then? Because I, I, want, I want to feel hurt sometimes. I want music, I want this to punish me. You know what I mean? Like You don't you need You want to that... spend
0: 45 minutes being told everything's shit and you're going to die.
1: Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, you don't need that all the time. You know, you need stuff to balance that out. But sometimes you're just in the mood for just horror, just utter horror. <laughs>
0: And I'm, I'm pre- presuming that it delivers that. Does it kind of, is this the kind of thing you can see yourself listening to a lot? Or is it just the kind of thing that while you've, you've been listening to it, you've gone, fuck, that's amazing. And you're going to re- revisit really occasionally because I've certainly got absolutely, I'm um, the mm-hmm. one that springs to mind most obviously is Monotheus by Celtic Frost, where I think that's absolutely fucking amazing. And I probably only listened to it five times because it's, it's yeah. so much, even by the standards of Tom G warrior and Celtic Frost, that is hard fucking work and absolutely terrifying and I would I can listen I've listened to "A uh, the Paris there Diamond Is" by Tripticon fucking 100 times minimum but that's that seems like exponentially easier mm. is this more the kind of that territory or is this this monotheist and you're going I will revisit it occasionally because oh god I don't need this very often I just need it At this particular moment
1: yeah well no it's not even because i've had this quite a while um and it's not even like i've spent the last many months sort of like in a particular headspace that sort of makes me want to listen to this i've been sort of you know all over the place and it sort of fits i'm not saying it fits every move i can like i've been able to listen to it whenever i've got i've I've listened to this quite a lot like i've gone back to this quite a lot of times so yeah i can sort of get it whenever from what's released at the moment (laughs) is yeah It is actually like the top of my album of the year list right now. I know it's only March, but like there's been some decent releases in the first couple of months. I've been managing to sort of over the last couple of weeks get back to a few bits I missed, so
0: Okay. Well I'll be interested to see it come slightly later in the year if you're still listening to it or if you've gone Yeah. Yeah, I it was just that period. Because there are exactly. albums like that, right? And yeah, it's completely. it's not necessarily that it's not good. It's just that it's so it's it's asking so much of you that it requires your brain to be ready for it
1: yeah and like seasons as well like i don't know what if i'm gonna be listening to this in summer you know what i mean (laughs) if we have like a 40 degree summer like last year again like i'm not sure i'm gonna want to listen to this no no
0: i can imagine not that might be like (laughs) making you sweat even more than the weather Um, (laughs) exactly okay well suffocating hallucination by primitive man slash full of hell has been added to the jukebox and give the clue until we've got in today they'll probably love it um I don't think they're going to like what I'm about to pick. Uh, I have two picks this week. Uh, one is brand new and one's from last year at a point. I wasn't too well, so I can bring it on. Uh, and I'm going to start with a new one because I'm well aware that I am totally cheating here uh, because it's not a metal record in any way, shape or form. Uh, the band are called Host uh, and the album is called Nine in Roman numerals. Do, do you know the Paradise Lost album, Host? Mm-hmm. Um, the one that sounds like they went all Depeche mode and got an yep. absolute kicking for it when they did it but it's kind of been... um, I like it. Yeah, I like it as well. And I think I was kind of... Because I arrived at it after the fact, I was kind of... I received the wisdom that it was shit, and then I saw them do a load of songs from it live and went, oh, hang on, I might have misjudged that one and realised that I did like it after all. Um, Well, this sounds exactly like that album. It sounds like Paradise Lost revisiting their Depeche Modi era, uh, which is fair enough, because it is actually Nick and Greg from Paradise Lost. And it is fucking excellent. Did you check this one out? Because I wasn't sure if you would just go nah and pass on it.
1: No, um, it's sort of been a conscious thing as well. Because I'm like, why does it exist? I sort of don't see the point of it. Because, like you said, I, literally everyone I've heard talk about it has said the same thing. It just sounds like Coast by Paradise Lost, and it's two of the guys from Paradise Lost. Like, hmm? well, I've already got that, then, have not I?
0: Well, yeah, but except that was a long time ago, and they, you know, sometimes you want more of the same thing, right? Yeah. Is
1: it? Yeah, but is it as good?
0: and that's kind of hard to say it's a very comparing a very old album with a very new album is very very difficult if it's one that came out two years ago it's very different you can do that and go yeah it is as good i think it i like it probably more because i think they're they're less worried about what people are going to think now and i think that really helps and i'm not entirely sure they would have cared that much back then but Subconsciously, that stuff might have filtered through. They've been, they've had their kicking for this, and they do other. Pro- if anyone says, Oh, Nick, why are you doing stuff that sounds like Depeche mode? He can go, I'm in fucking blood for bath and fuck you, right? And also, mm-hmm. Paradise Lost are heavier than they used to be. That's the other thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that Paradise Lost in recent years have gone, We really like death metal. We forgot that how much we like Doom and Death and play, and not just like um, listening to it, but playing it. And I want to do some growly vocals. Greg, is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. Do you mind if I do a riff that sounds like trouble? Yeah, fine. And like that, them doing that kind of justifies it for me because it means Paradise Lost and can go out there and like they can write like songs like, you know, Punishment Through Time, which does to me sound a bit like Bolt Thrower. Like, is it, is it, I think it's that one anyway. There's one of the songs which has a chug, 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 chug to start. What I just start wanting to shout, World Eater, which kind of makes me, it makes me think, oh, yeah, this does sound a bit like Bolt um, So that's kind of why I think it just, it's justified in them doing it. Because um, when was host? Was that like 99? I'm going to completely fucking. Like that, yeah. It was a long time ago. And like, it's fair enough if they want to go, can we do that again, but new?
1: So have you not listened to it? No, what I would be interested though, because, oh yeah, fine, fuck it, I'll go and listen to it. What I would be interested is um, like the production values, because obviously like they were trying to do that sort of thing back then, and it's like, it's so much more common, or more common, but like easier to do now. And there's a lot of like that post-punk and new wave sort of stuff coming through in in bands like this. You know, we obviously we talked about Catatonia last week, and there's a bit of that on their album. So it's, I like these people all from the same era, all from the same sort of scene doing using those influences in the new projects or the you know, same projects
0: I mean it, even if you don't think it's kind of it's justified stylistically I I reckon that the the quality of the songs because that's the, mm. that's the ultimate thing right is that Good bands keep getting better. And I think Paradise Lost have kept getting better. They might not, you know, people say, oh, Draconian Times. Yes, Draconian Times is brilliant. I don't, I'm not shitting on that in the slightest. But in terms of, like, runs, some of their recent stuff, I reckon, is probably that some of their best. And if you listen to the way Greg it just comfortably finds what the thing he's great at and finds a new way to do it time after time, is brilliant, and listening to it for that on its own is also worthwhile. You've also got Nick, who is a fucking great singer. I love, yeah. uh, uh, greg Nick. Nick is a fucking great singer, and I love what he does, both in terms of his ear for a hook and his his delivery. So the actual performance, I think, is fantastic. Yeah. The thing that he has that I I will go back to, and I'm a sucker for these two, obviously, because I, I've, you've just heard me say how much I like them. But the thing that makes me an absolute sucker for anything Nick is on is that his sense of rhyme is really unexpected and incredibly natural. So he will put a rhyme in some way you don't expect it to be. So it will come at a certain, he would do interesting things with things like... Um, uh, structure of 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 rhythmical structure of uh verses and, and particularly with couplets he's really good at little rhyming couplets and i will go that's really fucking cool and it time after time after time there is something on this where i just go lyrically that is great and i hear it immediately not reading it just hear it as he sung it because in delivery it's so effective and it's really kind of it's giving me all the feels and it's 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 obviously pretty miserable. It's, you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Paradise Lost doing Depeche Mode, right? It's, oh, it's, well, their own version of, of that. Of course it's going to be miserable, but it's also kind of, it's miserable isn't, yeah, it's shit, but let's kind of, this is shit, but let's, like, sing about it and then move on and have a beer. It's not, like, dwelling in misery. There is a very much, let's listen to, let's write this miserable song and then get over ourselves. So, there is that kind of comes through that these are people who want to be having fun but have kind of are using this to deal with whatever. I'm actually Yeah. I like I, I'm not sure if I've said this before or not and so if from repeating myself. I'm sorry but Nick and Greg are funny. They're not miserable. Yeah. Like take said that to me. I don't know if it was on or off but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they, I they think that's quite funny. They you start talking to them the things they start talking about are kind of either regular stuff or funny stuff. Like I've uh, I had a conversation with them about 90 sitcoms once like just like rubbish BBC sitcoms that they were going, actually that wasn't rubbish at all. That was really funny. <laughs> and and I went, you know what, actually you've you got a point there. And, and like, they're not, they're not people who kind of dwell in misery. If this is used. This is a, a an artistic thing, right? It's yeah. a, it might represent the side of their character, but it's not their entirety of their personality. Um, you can occasionally spot the bit where if this was paradise lost a heavy riff would kick in right so you can occasionally go okay that sounds more like paradise lost there but with like very different guitar settings than than it does host but they they haven't done this for 20 i did look it up it's 99 that they did host so that was four, 24 years ago uh, when you know matt was literally learning to talk <laughs> but was the last time they did this stuff. So, or at least. Yeah, so to say I did stuff. not get into that album uh, at the time. <laughs> no, I, I imagine this would have been not very much something that was seen as age appropriate at that point. <laughs> it, I didn't listen to it at the time, mostly because I was reading the wrong. The, this kind of stuff was not cool then, which was partly where they got in trouble. What people wanted to do to yeah. was like Marilyn Manson, who's, who's or, or as I like to call him, the God of Fuck King Cancelled, um, but it's it's just fucking great songs. It's great atmosphere. I fucking love it. I I think it would be worth a go. If you you may not like it, but I'd give it a go because it's well good. Okay, fine. I will do. Excellent. Nine by Host has been added to the jukebox. Uh, my second pick is definitely metal. It's very metal. It's an album called Voices in the Sky by a band called Brimir, I think is the pronunciation I imagine everyone from a Nordic country who's listening to this is laughing at my feeble attempt at pronunciation. Um but the, the spelling will be in the episode de- description. Um the band looking that the album looking at the cover it's this kind of grayscale thing with a spiky logo and the album title is in the, this gothic font. And I was expecting it to sound necro and raw as all fuck, which given that they're finished made me worry because that just, sometimes leads you down some fairly dark paths if that thing is true. Uh, and then I started playing it uh, and it is very finished, right? But it's not black metal. It sounds like, if, imagine if Winter Sun were more interested in songs than like sprawling 12-minute epics and um, liked muscular power metal more than they liked folk metal. It's it's epic, it's incredibly over the top, it's crunching and catchy, and it does that kind of sad but not too much thing that Finnish bands do so brilliantly. Uh, and I was totally smitten immediately obviously, because this is all stuff that my, it has got, kind of got, Tom Dare will like this written all over the front cover. Uh, did you hear this? Because I imagine you have uh, either adored it or got 30 seconds in and went, fuck that because I, I know you're picky on this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I do not like this. <laughs> Oh, you heard it. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I kept getting pitched this like over and over. I'm like, why do you think this is my thing? No, I <laughs> you did not
0: like this one at all. You got pitched this and just went, you do not know what I like at all. You have, <laughs> you have, this is not your target market. The, the USP of this band are not one that sells with me. So let me guess, it was just too much
1: for you. It was too OCT. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit, I mean, like, I did listen to it a couple of times because I kept getting, but, yeah, I, I, it has also been quite a long time since I since that was. I can't remember exactly when it came out. It's been a few months now. And August. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've moved on. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you, you're over your anger. You've you've gone your separate ways. I yeah, fucking I sort of love this. Why I disliked it so much? I just remembered it. <laughs> just me that my description. You went. Oh yeah, that was it. That was it. That was why <laughs> I hated it. I, I love this. I I heard this went this is so me and I'm really, they, this is not their first album. I'm really pissed that I didn't listen to them. at all. I need to go back and work out why I didn't listen to any of the previous stuff, because I'm guessing it might've been something like I looked at them and I went, they're finished. That looks really like black metal. This could be really like, this could not be my cup of tea at all. This could be kind of all coarse and sound like it was recorded at the other end of corridor <laughs> and, the, and would have been totally misled. Cause it's, it's so, so like, unashamed it's just standing proudly bare chested on the, like windswept hills with like you know when it's so cold that you can you know you, you could probably cut glass with your nipples that sounds like what it down what this is that kind of pose is what this album sounds like and it's just it's ludicrous and i love it really good hooks though like you even you must have gone it's good at what it is. I hate it because it's not for me, but the hooks are there. Don't know. Maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you turned it off after thirty seconds and didn't listen. No, to no, it. No, no, no. I got like I got like two or three songs, but like. So what does this um, what does this do for you on a sort of like emotional basis thing? Because like this sort of thing sometimes can be a bit like, you can sort of like have a laugh at it whilst enjoying it and be. Really oh, I'm not fun laughing and pompous, or it can sort of go the other way.
0: It makes me feel kind of like exultant. It's kind of real hands in the air, singing along kind of thing. It's, mm. it's that thing that stuff like this can do better than everything else, really, when it kind of fucks around with symphonics and clean vocals and harsh vocals. and But it's all kind of quite... Up, although it's got that kind of slightly sad edge because it's Finnish and loads of their metal does, it's still kind of... It feels empowering and uplifting and it's positive and it makes you feel it's all right you can get through it which liberate and then yeah and it's and there's that great line in metal headbanger's journey which this reminds me of right where someone says um was talking about uh, it's a sociologist i think was talking about how um people worry about their kids listen to heavy metal because they think it's it, it's bad for them and that it's going to kind of make them like vulnerable Um, her point was that the biggest indicator if someone is going to be vulnerable is if they feel um they lack power and and, and enterprise and they feel uh, unable to do anything about their their circumstances people to listen to heavy metal to feel strong that's a good thing this is that this yeah. does that brilliantly it's kind of the oh. run the vein back through kind of uh, this you go through stuff like um uh, am winter sun is really obvious Thing, but through stuff like Sabaton and through Blind Guardian and Iron Maiden and definitely big time Judas Priest, right? Mm. That kind of real. We're going to be strong and independent and look really gay in this leather and (laughs) hello boys. Um, all of which, obviously, I'm really in favour of and and Mm. very interested. Oh, I understand. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and this actually, I don't. This isn't a particularly gay record. Like, loads of people who aren't gay would listen to this and go, "That's pretty gay." No, it's not really. It's not. It's not really that much. It's not kind of flexy enough this is more like i'm trying to think of a good it's not like i was gonna say it's like heavy metal self-help but but that's that's kind of it's nonsense it's it's basically just telling you it's all right lads we can do this It's it's like that everyone's had that friend who's mr positive who just says we'll sort this out it'll be all right and just makes things happen. And thinks something yeah, that you those thought was impossible. Oh so no, <laughs> I love them because like, I'm the kind of person that I sometimes feel. That, well, a lot of the time, I feel that I need to solve everything myself. And so, if someone comes in and says, "Don't worry, I'll help," and just out of nowhere, will come up with a way to fix it that I hadn't thought of. I'll just go, "Oh, they're amazing! Great!" Yeah. And this is this is the kind of is the musical equivalent of that mate. Huh. And it's and it's really. It's catchy and it's fun, and it's really like it's really melodic, but still like beefy, and it's all stuff that Matt will hate.
1: Yeah, no, like that's what you're saying about that 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 person. Like, I understand that part that people come in and like hope and whatever, but it was just the um, sort of eternally optimistic people, the always happy. Oh, fuck off, just let me be miserable in peace. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm listening to Full of Hell. <laughs> yeah, 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 right.
0: That's that's why you listen to Full of Hell is that you you uh, are not. You're not the musical equivalent of uh, the human equivalent of uh, Bremer. <laughs> Um Well, I think it's fucking rad. Um, and I, I encourage Matt not to listen to it because he will have a horrible time and everyone else to try it because I think you, some of you might enjoy it. Uh, Voices in the Sky by Bremer has been added to the jukebox. Uh, and while we'll have more music for you next time, for now, that's Aker at the Hate Gay Bar. And uh, that is also all we have for HBFM 98. Uh, is finished for time, by the way. Just thought I throw it in. Matt, it has been, um, well, it, it quite predictably went somewhere filthy very, very quickly, and it sort of stayed there.
1: It did. That was that was a naughty little episode, wasn't it?
0: Until next time, then, uh, listen to uh, Interfucking Armor, as they will forever be called around these parts. Uh, listen to Primitive Man and Full of Hell. Listen to them at the same time. Good luck. Listen to Host and Premiere. And remember, if things have stopped getting better, it's up to us to make them better.
1: Bye.